y'all uh y'all be in prayer that uh God's making ways for us to do things and uh we want to be in his time when we do them so y'all just pray that he speeds up no I'm joking but we want to be in his time in everything that we do I mean, I've come to realize that the quicker you push something, oh, you might be able to achieve it, you might be able to get it, but it's either harder for you once you're in it to maintain it, or once you do enter into it, it fails beneath your feet because you weren't able to maintain. So what we want to do is make sure that God has, I know that he's ordained us to be, but I want him to have equipped us to be who he has ordained us to be so that when we do enter into this next season with him that we're ready and capable of holding on and moving forward um, it's not going to be a hanging on thing anymore for me um, how many of you just tired of hanging on I mean people ask you how you doing and how you been I'm, I'm hanging it man I'm tired of hanging just tired I can just imagine how Jesus was when he was on that cross hanging. He was hanging for us. He was. He got tired. He got tired. And I was, uh, as I was studying to go over some of the stuff that I was going to do this morning before it was drastically changed and went a different direction, I was reviewing the, the hanging of Jesus and and how he was positioned on the cross and I mean, because we, we've heard it, we've heard it preached a million ways, and a lot of them that I've heard preach it, I mean, it preaches good. Um, but I think what I want to try to do, I want to get into some of the uh, the medical things of it. Um, not that I'm a doctor by any stretch of the imagination. I probably will not even pronounce most of the words correctly. But I want us to get a full understanding of what he actually faced and what he did achieve in his crucifixion i mean what he'd done most men couldn't have done not most no man could have done what he done aside from the efficiency of his blood no man could have gone through what he went through 15 hours of trials and beatings and interrogations and dragging i mean what we don't understand a lot of the times when they said that oh we've got that pretty picture of him dragging this full cross well a full cross reality weighs about 300 pounds um and how they used to do those the the actual post of the cross was affixed it was in the ground already so the only thing that they would be carrying would be the cross member that's what he was carrying, and that only weighed about 75 to 125 pounds. But we have to understand, man, this is a, y'all remember the song, Old Rugged Cross, Don't Make Me Sing It. <laughs> but we're, we're talking about an old rugged cross. We're talking about the rough bark that's hanging on it, and we have to remember that Jesus had just been beaten I mean, it, it was bad enough that he that he bled tears in the garden, because they they say that that brings excruciating pain just to the touch, because of what takes place in your body for it to excrete blood out of your pores. And they said it's just it it just hurts to touch. And we have to remember when he was, after he had gone through that, then he was turned over. Then they began to slap him in the face and pull his beard and beat him and put the crown of thorns on and then beat him at the post. Then he carried the cross. Remember, it, see, the 39 stripes, I don't think, don't, God, I'm not supposed to you give me this, but the 39, the 39 stripes that they talk about Jesus carrying for us by his stripes, we were healed. Man, you got to understand, these weren't your typical stripes from a belt lashing. I mean, we're, we're talking about strips of meat 
hanging, opened, entrails. We're, we're talking, this, this wasn't just stripes, guys. Man, he, he went through some stuff for us, and we are so arrogant to think that we can walk through life any old way we want to, and it's okay. He give his everything for us. I'm preaching to myself right now. But he, he give more stuff for me than what I'm worthy for. And for me to ever think for one second that I get to choose what to do with this life. I've got to be reminded, Galatians 2.20, I'll never forget the day it was prayed over me in a sanctuary by a lady that I loved dearly. I say she was my spiritual mother, and she slapped me on the old bald head. Wow! And she started praying Galatians 2.20 over my life. And it stuck with me. Because the life I now live, it's not mine. It's his that lives in me, that love me enough to give it up for me. <laughs> ah, Rocky, some days you want to quit, but you can't. It ain't yours. Can't walk away, Rocky. It ain't yours. All right, let's go, Luke. Let me get fired up a little bit. Maybe a couple of burning ambers just hit. Let's catch this thing on fire real quick. Luke chapter 22, starting at verse 1 through 6. We're still talking about the other side of the street. I hope you've been getting something out of this. I mean, it's, it's one thing to hear a word. It's another thing to be able to apply it and understand it. And it's another thing even more so to walk it out. So I want you to get the other side of the street sometime. And what we're, I think what God is trying to get us to do right now is to control ourselves in what we do not basing everything on our side and our perspective, but let's get, let's get in the shoes. Let's walk in his sandals for that two and a half miles. Let's see how that worked out for him before we judge him on how weak he may have been and someone had to carry his cross. Let, let's get on the other side of the street and walk through someone's life that just lost their husband and left them in a, a world of hurt where, where people, the creditors were coming after their children and, and she is just out there throwing herself out. And we were first to point our finger, man, I can't believe she's doing that. She shouldn't be out there saying that. She ought to keep her business. I couldn't dare put my business out there. Wednesday night, we talked about your flesh being so nasty <laughs> that if you're put in the right position and your back's against the wall, oh, there's some things in you that will raise up and you will become so ugly, you will become totally contrary to what the Scriptures say about you. Don't, come on, get off your high horse this morning. Don't be self-righteous. Talk back to me a little bit this morning. Keep me going. I want, I'm on, I want to be involved in this one. But I want us to understand, man, there's, me and Debbie, we talk about it. There's three sides to every story. There's not just two. There's your side and the other side and the truth. And I always look for the truth. It doesn't matter what come out your mouth. doesn't matter what come out their mouth. I want to find out what really come out. And there's always three sides. So don't be quick. All right, you there? All right, let's go. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priest and the scribes sought. The chief priest and the scribes sought. The chief priest and the scribes, they sought how they might kill him. And the chief priest and the scribes sought how they, they, chief priests and scribes, they might kill him for they feared the people. Then, then Satan entered 
Judas. Boy, it's going to be good right now. He's working it already. Then Satan went after the chief priest and the scribes sought. The chief priest and the scribes wanted to kill Jesus. They were after Jesus. And after they had started talking about it, then Satan entered. Let me finish. Surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. See, this even more so. Listen, you are this close to being the one that you talk about. He was among the twelve. Come on, this is the circle of God. What? Satan can get in that. (laughs) So he went his way and conferred. So he went his way. (laughs) And conferred with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him. Him being Jesus to them. And they were glad. Oh man, the enemy loves to see. The enemy loves to see the church fall and step into his ways. Loves to see that. He said, and they were glad, and they they were so glad about it, they agreed to give him money. Basically paying him, here's your, here's your wage, slave. You got to go back to Zechariah to understand that. But there's your wage, slave. See, you're going to be a, either going to be a slave of the gospel or you're going to be a slave of the enemy. You get to choose. You, you serving somebody. So he promised. <laughs> See, I just I don't know about you. It's hard for me to have somebody that I know just betray somebody and come and promise me. I don't know how much weight that promise carries, but he promised and sought opportunity to betray him. See, it wasn't until after He had gone his way (laughs) in his own mind. Oh. (laughs) There's a way that may seem right in the mind of man. And they only lead to many ways of destruction. Be careful what you think is right in your own mind. Oh. Okay, so he promised and sought opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. See, they they were scared. They they knew if they come out and, and brought this thing up about Jesus, it would stir up a big stink. And this was coming into the Passover, so they didn't want to do any of that. They didn't want the Romans involved in it. All right, let me take you somewhere with that real quick. If the Romans would have been involved in this persecution and crucifixion, then it wouldn't have been, then it wouldn't have been the pure sacrifice. Just hang on. 
Because remember, we're still walking out the Old Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You're still walking Old Testament. You're still walking the ceremonial laws. You're still, okay, you're, you're still walking these things out. And the only way that Jesus could ever be offered up to God in heaven as a sacrifice, it had to be offered by the high priest. Come on. Okay, this is what I want you to get, okay? God help me get these things together. This is what I want you to get. There's going to be times in your life where you feel as though it's the enemy. And often, it's more often times than not that we immediately throw blame on bad things on the enemy. It's, it's almost immediate, okay? I got news for you this morning. God, God will sometimes put you in an uncomfortable situation in order, in order to work you or to get you where he needs you to fulfill purpose that he's called you to. So don't be so quick all the time to disregard the idea, wait a minute, this might be God trying to whoo, do something in me. <laughs> because see, listen, if I can recognize that, man, if I, if I, can, if I can at least get myself open-minded, if I can at least stay open-minded to this and stay in front of God and stay in his word, Maybe, just maybe, he'll reveal to me but as soon as I blame the enemy, I discarded God all the way, so I'm attacking. And here's the problem with attacking. Most times we attack the people, not the spirit. Mm -hmm. See, God's helping me more than he's helping you. Promise, promise. <laughs> I, I think that we all, somewhere in our life, we we struggle with this inner, this inner man that fights not only against. Well, I don't want to say it that way because then you'll think it's two. So I, I believe that we all have this inner man that will actually stand and fight against the destiny that God has for us because to us it doesn't seem right. God definitely wouldn't do this to me. God wouldn't crucify Jesus. Can you imagine what Jesus went and suffered through? Now, I know he I know he was God. He knew what was going on, but he was also man. And he had to fight through that just like you and I. See, you don't believe us, but I do. I believe Jesus could have said, God, I don't want to do this. Bring me home. And God would have said, okay, son. You can't tell me God didn't love him. God loved him. So the same thing goes without saying to Judas. We think of Judas as the bad guy, man. Judas was bad. He betrayed Jesus. I get, and I agree. Bad, bad Judas. Go to your room. But what we need to understand is Judas' side of the street. Listen, Judas, Judas was chosen by God as one of the 12. Jesus actually said it in John that I chose 12 of you and one of you is the devil. I don't know about you, but this is just my thinking. 
especially when turmoil comes and when trials come and when pains come and when hurts come. God, is it me? Lord, is it me? See, the problem with Judas... All right, let's pick on him for a minute. One of the problems with Judas was Judas knew of God, but he didn't know God on the same level as the other 11. Listen, I can prove this. I can prove this. In Matthew, when it talks about the same account, he says something in the nature of, one of you sitting here is going to betray me. The other disciples were saying, Lord, is it I? Lord, is it, is it I? Lord, is it I? And Judas says, Rabbi, is it I? You need me to help you? Lord, Lord, Lord over me, Lord. You rule in my life. Lord, you are my covering. Lord, you are my saint. Lord, he's Lord to the 11. Rabbi, he's teacher. It's not good enough to know about him. It's better to know him. Rabbi, is it I? See, if the religious folk around that dinner table would have been listening, they would have caught on and went, would you just call him? It's you, bruh. Good luck to you. See, Jesus knew from day one that it was Judas. Come on, he's fully God. And fully man. So he knows all. He knew. See, this is something that he will do that we won't. This is a good teaching point right here. On Jesus' part for us. Dear God, just because you know, don't mean you have to reveal it. Because see, what could have what could have happened? If Jesus, and I'm just talking and teaching now because I'm way gone. What would have happened if Jesus would have said, this is of Satan, you're going to, you've got to go. You can't be a part. I got I to gotta go over here and get another one. You got to go. I got to replace you. What would have happened? We don't know. But what could have happened? <laughs> Man, it could have changed it all. Because Judas, unbeknownst to him, was already predestined to fulfill a purpose that was much greater than he. But can, can you imagine his fight? Man, I can't do that to Jesus. Man, I've been with him for three and a half years. I can't. Man, I left everything I had to be with this guy. I love this guy. I truly believe he loved Jesus. Well, Pastor, he yeah, he did. That's why I'm telling you, I don't want you getting so hung up in, it's always got to be the enemy. Sometimes it's going to be God. (laughs) I know the plans that I have for you, 
See, whatever plans you got, about it for a minute put get on this side of the street with Judas for a minute get in his shoes he followed Jesus what I think was one of the downfalls he was the treasurer should have never been I'm come on I'm fixing to show you let me tell you something there's only three things in this life that you have to fight three Lust of what? Lust of the eyes? Lust of the flesh? And the pride of life? Listen, that's the only three tricks the enemy's got up his sleeves for you. He he don't have... See, y'all think it's always something else. Man, let's take a look at it. The last time that you fell, what was it? What, what did you fall to? I mean, you don't answer because we'd be coming to the altar real quick. Just, just answer it to yourself. But what did you fall to? Was it the, the, the lust of the eyes? What, was that what caused you to fall? Lust of the flesh? Was that what caused you to? Maybe it was the pride of life. Now you can categorize those. Everything falls within those three. Everything. The pride of life, lust of the flesh. Let's talk about money for a minute. Judas. The enemy cannot tempt you with anything that you do not desire. You want, you want to catch me? You want to get me in my weakness? Bring me a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie <laughs> and put it on the table. Fast or no fast, you might get rebuked, but I'm eating that cookie. <laughs> Bring me a pumpkin cheesecake. Put that on the table. I ain't touching it. Why? Because I don't desire it. I don't want it. The enemy's smart enough to know you because nine times out of ten, you go fall to the same thing every time. Well, we so, God said we stiff, we peculiar. I just say we're crazy. How many more times you go fall to the same thing? To the same thing. Nothing changed. Oh, it might have been dressed up differently, but nothing changed. It was the same thing. And you fell again. Poor Judas. Judas, I think, had an issue with money. The last place to put him was as a treasurer. Do you remember Mary when she came and she broke open her alabaster box and she poured oil? He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, that could have been sold. Oh, and here's the religious side. That could have been sold and the money could have been given to the poor. Liar. You've already been skimming off the top. Stop tagging your actions. <laughs> With religious verbiage. And don't make it right. Because see, we'll go sin. This might hurt. Tuck your, fo- tuck, tuck your, your feet. Tuck them back under. 
This might hurt. Because we'll go sin, and as soon as somebody calls you out in it, but the wages of sin is death. We all have fallen short. That doesn't give you authority to step into the sin. Listen, man, if we could be but <laughs> humbled just that much, just that much, if we could be humbled, where could God take us? Lord, have mercy on our soul. But see, we don't, we don't want to go through any of that. Because if I have to, I heard you, I'm coming. If you humble yourself before God, he'll raise you up. If you raise yourself up, he'll humble you. Why can't we take correction? Let me help you classify it. Pride of life. Now, you're too proud to be wrong. Lord, is it I? (laughs) Quit saying, teacher. Quit saying, Rabbi. Start saying, Lord. Lord, is it I? Uh, I know, I know. Somebody here just said, well, I'm scared what he might say. <laughs> you should be. Come on, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. Let God direct your life because he knows the plans. Because the steps of a righteous man. Let, let him order your ways. I don't want to get too far off track. Let's talk. go back to Judas. I don't believe Judas set out to destroy Jesus from day one. He walked into the cove. He was with everybody, and it was all good. And he's, man, it's going to be great. He's seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. And getting teaching just make you purple head all day. Can you imagine how Jesus taught? I mean, I just don't look at him going, no, class, sit down. I mean, I see him sitting down going, okay, look, do y'all just see what happened with the 500? Don't ever question who you are. Grabbing them poor disciples that got stripped naked and beat down by the demons and he, I, I just seen and what is wrong with you you represent the kingdom don't you dare let the enemy whip you like that get dressed get back out there I, man I can see it Jesus was a man he wasn't your little punk a punk would have stopped in the garden brother A man said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What if Judas would have known? What if Judas would have known his destiny from the beginning? Now listen, don't. I want you to think on his side of the street. Would you have been able to carry it out? Would you have done something different? Let me step out on the limb. 50% of you would have passed it to somebody else. You'd have passed it like a baton in a trap meet. Yes, you would have. Oh, you, you forgot who we were. We're talking about Jesus. <laughs> we're talking about the one that created you. 
Now, you'd have passed it like a baton at a trap meet. I'm not going to betray him. Uh-uh. Ain't happening. Jeff, come grab his baton. What's this baton? But don't worry about it. It's all good. We'll give people half-truths to entice them, knowing that it's a whole lie. Judas loving the man that he was with. Fighting internally. Satan entered. The fight began. Go betray him. I ain't betraying. I love him. Come on, y'all never. None of you have never fought that in you. None of you have ever fought sin inside of you. I'm not going to do that because I love God so much. Uh Uh-oh. It was the right temptation. I desire that more than I desire God. Let me step over here. God will forgive me. God help us. Have mercy on us. I just don't want you to be so quick, man, to judge the enemy. And blame. I don't care about you judging him. Smack him. I don't care. I just don't want you to be so quick to throw everything over to the enemy when God's trying to position you. Oh, when it's through ways you would have never thunk it. You ever been hurt by somebody you didn't know? Whether it was just them giggling at you when you walked past or they laughed about or they said something about you to a group of people and they didn't even know you. Have you ever been hurt by any people like that? Have you ever been hurt by a friend? Which hurts worse? See, if we, if we ain't tight, man, it don't bother me. I'm good. Man, you don't even, how are you even going to judge? You don't even know me. You can say what you want, but you don't even know me. But let somebody that does know me. Proud of life. Let somebody that does know me come to correct me in something. Because of my pride in life, pride of life that we all have, I don't want to leave nobody out. I don't want to look at everybody right in the eye. <laughs> we, we all have lust of the flesh. We all have lust of the eyes. Just depends on what's, what desire has you more. And then the enemy shows up. And he showed up through a friend. And that friend came to you and said, hey, check this out. This is what I see because I know you. See, I know you. They don't know. I know you. And from what I know, this ain't you. I want to help. I want to help. Some of you, as soon as that's brought to your attention, you bow up. You lose about four strands of hair. The humiliation caused you to become defensive. And most cases, what that person has come and pointed out or talked to you about, you already knew. 
That's what bugs you the most. Because you already knew when you've been fighting it. You've been struggling with it. All you was wanting was some help. You didn't know that God was going to send a friend to point out your flaw. So you wasn't ready for that. I'm getting you ready. I'm getting you ready. There's a friend coming. <laughs> That's been destined by God to position you for promotion in a season of readiness. But see, you got to be able to recognize what's happening. Lord, <laughs> is it I? See, if you say, Rabbi, you've already counted God out. <laughs> See, that should be our, our first word should be, Lord, is it I? Because see, then now you can retract. Get back in your little cave. Check this thing out. Let it work you over at nighttime and then come back and make corrections the next morning. Let it, let it, you know. <laughs> Thought he had me, didn't he? Huh? Thought he had me. He got me. Uh-uh. Was this thing right here bring truth? Boy, put light on it. <laughs> My friend was destined. Didn't even know it. And still walking, I don't even know it. And the whole time I'm going, Lord, is it I? Fix me. Fix me now. It's better late now. It's better now than late. Now you get it now. Hey, if there's pride, if there's arrogance, burn it out of me. If there's something going on inside of me, get it out of me. Whatever it is that you need to do, Lord, to get my attention. Oh, and you know what? It don't even have to be something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It don't even have to be something right now. He said, what I'm doing now is preparing you. Because next week's coming. <laughs> I just want to take a stroll in the garden with Jesus. I'm helping you. What you thought you got control of, you ain't got control of it. Satan just leaned back because he said, yeah, I got him right here. He's fine. I'll just leave him alone. Sometimes Satan will make you comfortable just to keep you quiet. Woo. I ain't being quiet. I can be silent. I ain't being quiet. We go into the war room. You Listen. If you aren't careful, you won't be that one. That changes many for the good. Boy, don't you know? You you can stand and change everybody for the bad. Or you can change them for the good. How will you know what you're gonna do if your answer is Rabbi, is it I? You don't even know what you've done. You have no clue what you did. Don't even have a clue what you did. You woke the giant. Don't even have a clue what you've done. All it done, it caused that watchman to get on the wall. What it cost? My watchman stood up and said, I got you. Hey, over here, listen, I'm just telling you what I can see. Over here, God said, just fix this, man. Just move this, shuffle this, get this, and keep going. 
I said, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I, I can see it. You all have a watchman. <laughs> yeah, you do. If you ain't utilizing it, you better find it. You got a watchman. It's called the Holy Spirit. And that watchman, boy, he'll post up on you in a minute. He got you. And the good thing about him, he don't sleep. Oh, woke him up. He woke him up is what you've done. Because mm-hmm. see, I, this, is part of, this is a part of me I love. This is, I love to fight. Got scars to prove it. I love to fight. I don't care. I love to fight. I love it even more now than I used to. I do. Because you know why? I know the end of the story. He told me I was victorious. No matter what I face here, no matter what I'm going through right now, I'm going to come out. See, you're going to get purified. That's gold. Now, you, you either receive that or you reject it. You get to choose again. Man, don't you sometimes just wish God would say, you don't have a choice, boy. That's what I want sometimes. I want the, you don't have a choice. That's why we on this topic this morning. Because I ain't got a choice. Man, you have been, you've been duly elected. <laughs> you've been assigned. And listen, before you say, won't happen to me, before you say that, before you say that, God destined something in you. And that destiny in you may be the very thing that you go fight against because destiny is pulling you one way you're pulling yourself another way because you're viewing it the wrong way. And the whole time, Judas is struggling. I ain't doing it. But then Judas decided, I'm going to go and talk to him. I'm just going to talk to him. I know you guys trying to kill him. I can help you. He knew what Jesus done. He knew where he went. He knew the times he spent in prayer. He knew his favorite places to go pray. Come on, he loved the gardens. Why do you think he created the garden? Put man. He loves the gardens. Loves the gardens. It's a place of serenity. It's peaceful, man. That's daddy time. I'll help you. Man, I, I don't know. You think it maybe as soon as he said, hey, I'll help, man, he just got a bitter taste in his mouth. He kind of went, man, that didn't even taste right. Oh, 30 silver? Yeah, I'm good. 30 silver, get me some mouthwash or some toothpaste. I can get the taste out of my mouth. I'm almost done. I want you to remember this, though. The very thing that will consummate your deal in life, the temptation that will consummate your decision, could be the very thing that you lose. It took 30 pieces of silver, and he was in. When it happened, he threw it back on the floor. See, we, we've been taught probably by this too that Judas went to hell. Sure. See, your thoughts ain't his thoughts. And his ways are higher than our ways. How do, how do we know that Judas 
in his act wasn't a repentance of his heart. But he committed suicide. I know, I've heard all that garbage too. So you God now. Okay. Now listen, I'm not, I'm not condoning and I don't stand behind that kind of thing. I'm just, this is what I'm telling you. You ain't God. Don't you dare judge somebody to heaven or hell. See, when the Bible says, don't judge, that's what he's talking about that, don't. You ain't that bad, bro. Hmm? See, man, we, we think we've got God's grace down. And God will challenge you every time. He'll put something that is just unorthodox in your way, in your head, in your heart. He just puts something on and wait for you to make a decision on it. Let your first answer be, Lord, is it I? I love Judas. I'm thankful for Judas. Watch you. I even thank Satan. Because he got into Judas. And Judas revealed the man that would one day hang from a tree. And snatch me from the pits of hell and bring me to glory. See, if Satan would have known what he was doing, he wouldn't have done it either. Best I got for you, right there. That's that's the best. But it's the other side of the street. One day you may be in the same spot as Judas. And you may not even know it. So before you judge a Judas, Lord, is it I?